how good is it to be here three years on? And what I love is that essentially what was just filling the stage is now filling the room, right? And it's a sign of what God is doing. I know that we've got people from other locations, but it's actually a sign of what's happening here at Morayfield. It's a sign that there's life. And that's what I really want to commend you about, that there's life here at Emerge Morayfield. And I think it's excellent because you're here now and you're here to stay. You know, a year ago when we uh, had our around the building, it was like, well, this is our next step, right? This is who we want to be. We, we've done some of the hard yards over the last two years. But now we're going to take this next step. We're going to take a step of faith. We're going to go into a building. We're going to have a permanent place. And, and it was a step of faith. But it was still like, oh, let's see how this goes. And it'll be like Peter, he walks out in the water. But until he actually feels the water take his weight, he doesn't know that it's actually going to take his weight. And so we step out and we started Morayfield. But was it really going to take off? We went out into the building and we, we started an investment and we, we did that in the building, but was it really going to take off? And as I look around tonight and as I come you know, regularly on a Sunday morning, it's taken off. You're here to stay. You are here to stay. You've gone through the establishment. You are now established. Morayfield Emerge is no longer just an idea. It's no longer frail. It's no longer a maybe is no longer a hope and pray that this thing works. It's worked. You're here. You're established. You've got a place. And so that means that your future is certain. There's no uncertainty anymore. It's not so much just like, well, I hope. No, we know that it's going to work. We now have faith that God is going to do something and that God is doing something here at Morayfield. You're a fully-fledged church. You're not just a service. You are a fully-fledged church. And I love that. You've stood the test of time and you're not going away. This is a permanent declaration to the people of Morayfield and this area that God is alive, that God wants to save people, that God loves people. You are a testament and a proclamation of that. And you aren't going away. Your voice is not going to be silenced. It's not going to be gone. It's only going to get louder and louder and louder. You know, if a church plant is going to make it, it actually has to get to this point where it's not like, oh, let's just keep on going and see how it goes. But no, we're here. It's established. It's done. We have a place. And I think it's wonderful. I think it's wonderful. has to go through the stages, though, of whether you wondered if it's ever going to make it. Actually, it has to do that. Because it's a step of faith. Anything you do of God is faith. You don't actually know the answer. You know, when I sit there and, and we talk about it as a staff and we talk about it as a board meeting, let's do something, let's start another service, let's start doing something. I believe it's God. If I didn't think it was God, I wouldn't do it. But like, it could be just, you know, something, I've got to talk to people. It's a faith step. Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it was just something God's asked us to do to show a step of obedience, to show a step of faith. But it wasn't what his plan was. And so when you do something like that, it's, it's fraught with fear. And that's how it is with the things of God, is that it's happy scared. I'm happy to do something, but I'm also scared because what God asks us to do, we can't do by ourselves. 
We actually need God. For a church to be established, even though there's all these wonderful people who've done a whole lot of work, it's God who establishes His work. It's God who moves into what was done and actually sees something established. And so that's why we have to give praise to God. I am glorified these people come, but let that glory go to God. Let that glory go to God, that God has established a beachhead here in Morayfield. And I don't care if there's 50 churches, 100 churches, this area needs Jesus, right? It's not just that we the Matamidon churches, this area needs Jesus. You know, when Nehemiah followed God's will and went back to Jerusalem to build the walls, it wasn't easy. It was a faith step. God had put something in his heart, but he needed to find favour. He, he had to get favour from the right people, and then he had to work hard, and he had to overcome many hurdles on the way. And who knows, when you do something for God, it doesn't just mean it just all falls over for you. It all just happens for you. You don't have to do anything. But you've going to have to work hard. You're going to have some victories. You're going to have some failures. You're going to go down that road. You're going to go down this road. And you're going to have some things that are fantastic and some things that weren't so fantastic. Because we're living real lives. It's not a super spiritual world. We actually serve a supernatural God. But as we believe Him, as we trust Him, as we look to Him, as we place our weight on Him, then we see that something is built and something is established. You think about it. You had favour with the cinema. You had favour with the school. And, you go, and we've had favour with the owner of this property. And every day I pray that this property will soon become a merged churches. And I want you to pray with me. I want you to pray with me that this place, this, this whole block becomes ours. I believe for it. I pray for it. I think about ways of doing it. But it's not in our hands. It's in God's hands. And I promise you, the day it's meant to be in our hands, it will be. Right? So I just look at it. If it's not in our hands today, it's not because God, it's because God doesn't want it in our hands right now. But the day will come and this place. And then what the visions that I have for what I want to do with this whole property because, oh, and I'm going to talk about that later. I won't get into it now, but I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, it was initially hard. It required a lot of effort. The people who you saw up the stage here, they did the hard yards. They did the hard yards of doing all this work to see 50 people, right? And, and, and some people ungraded all sorts of things. They, they did the hard work. They, they did the things, Pastor Joe and Yovana, you know, they, they faithfully serve this again and again and again. Come on, let's give them a hand. I'm very sad for Joe that he's not here today. But you know what? He's here with us in spirit. You know, he's here with us in spirit. Honestly, a, a Lincoln uh, semi-trailer must have hit him for not to be here because he's not a baby who just got, got a cough, <laughs> can't come. Right? No, he's, he's a toughie. So you sacrificed in many ways. And for those who are volunteers, you actually took the hard way. You could have easily just stayed at Redcliffe. You could have stayed at Warner. Everything's up there and all sit there on a platter. You don't have to do anything, just turn up, right? You don't have to set up anything, you don't have to do anything, right? It's all set up for you. But here, you actually had to go and work. You had to go and carry. You had to go drive. You had to go early. You had to leave late. You had to go and do this. You had to go and do that. So you actually took the hard road. Would have been easier just to stay in one of the locations that's already being looked after. And aren't you glad now, though, that this location is well and looked after and many things are done for you by lots of volunteers. But you who did the hard work at the start need to be commended. 
like the people who worked with Nehemiah, there's been times when you've had to battle in the spirit with a sword in one hand, but have a tool in the other as you did the work. Because you're establishing something of God and it takes work. We actually have to get rid of magical thinking that says just because it's God's will that it's just easy. It isn't. You still have to work, but God moves into that work and then you establish something that isn't temporal. You establish something that's eternal. And the church of God and the church that's here at Moray Field is actually something that's having an eternal difference. I don't want it to just have a temporal difference. I just want it to be just a nice place. I want it to have an eternal difference, that people find their plan, find their purpose, and find salvation in this place. Amen? Amen. But while it's being built, sometimes you wonder, how fragile is this? And there were times when, as the senior pastor of the church, I thought, maybe it's time to shut down Morayfield. Maybe we need to just consolidate during this time of the pandemic and, and maybe do those things. Maybe that's what I need to do. And it's kind of in the balance. Is this going forward or is this going to be stopped? Thank God that he gives us a theme and he gives us a word. And, and God said, that's not a taking ground decision, which was the word to us that year. It's a year to take ground, not to give up ground, to stop more. We've been giving up ground to the enemy, but God had told us to take ground. And aren't you glad tonight that God gave us that word? Because there's ground to take and God has given us this ground. But you know, Sam Ballot, the enemy of Nehemiah, one day yells out, you know, if a fox went on that wall, it would fall down. Right? That's how weak what it is that you're building. And I promise you, those of you who have been uh, intricately involved with the leadership and, and what's going on here, there would have been times where this thing's held together with, with fishing wire. Right? If just one thing happened, this thing's all just falling over. Right? It's just like if this person isn't going to do that. But you know, that's, you know that it's God. Because God is doing something. God is up to something. God is building something. So God has been with you all the way. Doing and working and making a way. Sometimes behind the scenes and sometimes very openly. You've planted, you've watered, but it's God who's given the increase. God has increased Emerge Morayfield and he's going to continue to do so. He continues to do so. Emerge Morayfield is now an established church with an incredible future. You see people come to Christ. You've seen new people added. You've seen people find and use their gifts. You've seen other people pick up their gifts again who laid it down at some stage, pick up their gifts again and start to serve the body of Christ. You've seen a youth group established. You've partnered with groups like Aspire to actually make a community difference and say we're not just being selfish, we're here to be a blessing and to be a light in Morayfield. You have, as we've always wanted and has always been one of the things, you've made Morayfield a better place to live. And that's what we're looking for. I'm not here to make the Immersed Church famous. Let's have a big Immersed Church, see how great Immersed Church is. No, we're here to make the name of Jesus famous and to make the community that we're in a better place. That's what we want to do. That's the heart of what we're doing. It's not about us. It's not about our kingdom. It's about the kingdom of God and God using this place to make his kingdom a larger place. One of the great things that you've done here and I have to very much commend Pastor Joe and Yovana for doing this because it's out of their heart. If their heart wasn't this, it wouldn't be this. 
but you've done all of that without becoming a splinter group off the main church. It's not like you guys are doing it over here, but we've got our special thing over here at Morayfield. But you've always made yourself part of the church. You've kept unity. And where there's unity, there's always a blessing. So you've added to a merged church overall. Not taken away, but added to us as a whole group because of your faithfulness to what God has asked you to do. You know, many of the things that we do as a church, the events that we do overall as a church, couldn't be done if people who weren't at Morayfield became part of it. And I love that, and I think it's a fantastic thing. One of the things that I love about Morayfield, which is really weird for a pastor to say, but I meet people all the time. I have no idea who you are. I'm the senior pastor of the church. I'm supposed to know everyone. That's one of the things I've always prided myself on. But I come here and I go, who are you? Are you Adam or Eve? I don't know who you are. Right? I don't know who anyone. Like, have I met you? Oh, you've met me three times. Oh, sorry. Like, right? So all of that. I, I love that. And the reason I love that is because I know that you're being pastored well by the leadership here at the church. I just think it's fantastic. I just think it's wonderful. You've got behind the vision of the whole church. You know, this year our vision is proclaim and declare. And just yesterday, Rosalie Allen sent this to Nina. And I'll show you a picture in just a moment. And sorry, Rosalie, if you didn't want me to say this to the whole church, too late now. <laughs> I didn't read you saying it anywhere. It says, hi, Nina. I thought you might like to hear about how I was inspired by the word declare this year for Chappie Week. Uh, Rosalie is a chappie, a chaplain at one of our schools or one of a school nearby. She goes, I decided to design posters to hang all over the school with things I wanted to declare over the kids in my school. These are the things that she wrote. You are worth it. You were created for a purpose. You are a miracle. All week long, the staff and the parents have been walking past the posters declaring truth over them. The ladies in the front office even used my posters on the big electronic sign for the school so the words not only got declared over my school but over the whole community. Let's have a look at these pictures. I think they're going to come up. So look at that, right? Narangba Valley State School. You are a miracle. How good is that? And then the next one. You are, what is it? Worth it. How good is that? See, instead of being a church that says, no, I'm just about us. We're just going to be about us. But you're taking the word that is over the whole church, made it your word, and then what happens is it affects the community. And that's how it's supposed to work. That's how it's supposed to be. So well done, Rosalie. Come on, let's give her a hand. It's actually exciting, isn't it? It's actually exciting. Morayfield, a pioneer church that has been and is going to continue getting the name of Jesus into this community to encourage people, to bless people, restore people and exhort people. That sounds like the good news to me. That sounds like the gospel of Jesus Christ to me. See, we see the you do, God does principle at work here. Let me say that again. The you do, then God does. Everyone say it with me. You do, then God does. You do, then God does. It's one of the principles of the kingdom of God. God moves into what we give him. 
Many of you have given of your time. Many of you have given of your ideas. Many of you have given of your efforts, have given of your prayer, have given of your resource. And God then moves into that and he feeds many people. Like the little boy who gave Jesus some fish and some bread, it ultimately fed so many. It was just a little bit. It was what he could bring, but it fed over at least 5,000 people. And then what happens is that there are 12 baskets left over. See, they, he gave, God multiplied, God fed, but then there's more left over. When you give of whatever you give, there's always going to be enough more. He actually has more in 12 baskets than there are in two fish and five loaves. Right? And so there's more. So when you give and allow God to move into it, there's always going to be an abundance after it. God will return it back to you, even if it sacrificially cost you. It would have cost that boy. He wasn't going to have lunch that day because he's prepared to give up his lunch to feed others. But out of that, not only did he have his own lunch, not only did he see thousands fed, but there are 12 baskets left over. That's the heart of God. It works in whatever measure you use. You encourage people, God will make sure encouragement comes to you. You bless people, God will make sure that you get blessed. You exhort others, God will make sure that you're exhorted. You bring restoration to people, God will restore to you what's yours. The kingdom works on this principle. That's how it works. You do, then God does. See, the Bible says this, unless a seed dies, it can't produce fruit. And that's how the kingdom works. You do. You die to something of yourself for someone else. And then all of a sudden it sprouts. All of a sudden it takes root in your spirit. It brings sustenance. It brings shelter. It brings food. It brings comfort to so many other people. But at the same time, it brings it to you. You lay something down. God picks it up and uses it to bring your destiny to bear. So tonight... I actually want to prophesy over a merge more I feel. I feel that God has given me a word, and so I just say, let him who has ears, let him hear. I believe that I've got a prophetic passage of Scripture, and then I want to bring four points out of that passage of Scripture that I believe that God is going to be doing here at a merge more I feel. It says, Arise, Jerusalem. Let your light shine for the nations to see. For the glory of the Lord is shining upon you. Darkness as black as the night will cover all the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord will shine over you. All nations will come to your light. Mighty kings will see, come to see your radiance. Look and see, for everyone is coming home. Your sons are coming from distant lands. Your little daughters will be carried home. Your eyes will shine and your hearts will thrill for joy. The merchants and around the world will come to you. They'll bring you the wealth of many lands. Vast caravans of camels will come and verge on you. That's probably not literal, okay? <laughs> All right. The camels of Midian, Ephah, from Sheba, they'll bring gold and incense for the worship of the Lord. The flocks of Kedah will be given to you and the rams and the both will be bought for my altars in that day. I'll make my temple glorious. And what do I see? Flying like clouds to Israel. Like doves to the nest, though the ships of Tarsus reserved to bring the people of Israel home. They'll bring their wealth with them. And it'll be a great honor 
to the Lord our God, the Holy One of Israel, for He will fill you with splendor. As a location, I want to say, more I filled you're established now. You are here now. But now's the time for you to arise. Now is the time because you've established yourself now. Now is the time to allow the dark nations, to, to allow those that live in darkness to see the light of Jesus. Things might be black and dark for them, but Emerge Moray Field is a light and it's going to show them Jesus in the midst of their storm. And as you take the challenge of this to arise and let your light shine, I believe four things God is going to do. Number one, he's going to bring influence. Look what it says in verse 3. All the nations will come to your light. Mighty kings will come to see your radiance. You know, I've always felt that Emerge More I Feel is meant to better the community. That's, one, that's why we're here. The, better, the, the community has to be blessed. And better. And in right now, with just how the climate is of the world and society towards the church, it's those who are doing something of justice, it's those who are doing something of the heart of God in the community that's going to see something done. It's going to be giving, given some sort of legitimacy. What is being established here is to minister to the broken the overwhelmed and the outcast. And this is to be a healing house. But we can't do that by ourselves. We need Jesus. It's not us who is the answer. It's Jesus who's the answer. And I believe that as you arise, as you shine your light, people of influence are going to see it. We won't need to... Tell everyone how many things we're doing. We won't need to declare and say, oh, Merce Church is doing this, Merce Church is doing that, Merce Church is doing these other things. No, we're just going to be doing it and the people of influence are going to see the light. Those that are living in darkness, those that are broken are going to see the light and they're going to come to us. That's what this scripture says. We just do what we do and then they will come to us. They will see the light. You see, if there's a fire, people want to come and watch that thing burn. They'll come a long way. And when they see the light of God that's coming, as they see people's lives change, as they see problems in this community addressed and, and there's real answers and they see people who are once like this now because of the good news of God are now walking in a different way with a future and a hope. The world is stealing hope from our people, but the word of the Lord and the gospel of God brings hope and gives hope to people. And people are going to come from everywhere because they're going to be seeing the light that's here. I also believe that influential people in this community are going to come from this church. That over time, the people that come here are going to be the future civic leaders, going to be the future teachers, going to be the, the pillars of this community, doctors, business people, engineers, right? Teachers, mums and dads coming and bringing leadership into this area. Lives that work, lives that overcome, lives that have got a measure of resilience, lives that have hope, lives that are actually working, relationships that work. 
No need to have an addiction to substances. No need to sign us sit there and live in a level of hopelessness. That the curse of generational poverty would be broken over many people. And all sorts of things would be broken in people's lives because they're going to start their own line. They're going to start a line of blessing. They're going to start a line of, bless, of, of abundance. That's what God is going to do. And as I've said before, Moray Field will become one of the most livable places on the north side of Brisbane. Number two is restoration. God wants to bring restoration here. In Isaiah 60 verse 4, look and see, for everyone is coming home. Your sons are coming from distant lands. Your little daughters will be carried home. Souls, souls, souls. But not just in traditional ways of doing church. You bring someone, we'll preach the gospel, they'll get saved. That's the traditional way of doing church. But I believe that there's going to be a model that's going to come through Morayfield, which is why I so believe it's important that one day we buy this whole block. Because I, I want to see us do different things where we just help people of society, where there's a, a, a wellness centre, where there's something where we can do a, a sensory room, where, where, where people from the health department can come and use our facilities and, and we can help the people who've got those kids who are on the spectrum and can't do, we can actually become an answer. We'll be doing places where we'll teach people how to do finance or teach people how to have good relationships, that, that we do something that actually benefits the community that we're in and that's when they see, they go, well, I came for this but I actually got Jesus. I thought I was coming for this, but I actually saw the heart of God. And that's what I feel is going to happen in this place. It's going to, it's going to present a different model. So even though you're new, you're actually going to create a model that many people are going to see. And that's why I believe that Pastor Joe and Yovana are so crucial to it because they're people who see like that. They're people who do those things. I think it's fantastic. I actually see this whole property becoming a community hub. How good would that be? It's not just a church, it's this. It's not just a church, it's that. It's not just a church, it's this. How great would that be? Showing and displaying the love of God out of the darkness. People coming into the light, people coming home. Sons and daughters coming home. What that means is that your labor produces fruit. See, sons and daughters are the natural product of a union between man and God. People are going to come to Christ. People who are meant to be with God, who maybe have turned their back on God or, or maybe never thought of God, all of a sudden are going to be restored with their maker. All of a sudden going to be restored with their purpose giver. That's what's going to happen here. People restored back to relationship with Christ. And I see people who have stopped going to church, coming back. People who have stopped going to church, coming back. People who have been disillusioned with the church, coming back to a relationship with Jesus, coming back to life in Christ, because they see a model of church which actually reflects the heart of God. That's what I see and that's what I prophesy over this place. Isaiah 60 verse 5 says this, Your eyes will shine and your hearts will thrill with joy. For merchants and around the world will come to you. They will bring you the wealth of many lands. Number three, God will minister to all parts of emerged Morayfield, body, soul and spirit. Body is where it says wealth for many lands. 
I believe that when we do something, the money will come. Right? So the things that I see, trust me, there's not enough money to do that right now. But as we start to do those things, the money's going to come. And yes, there'll be a generosity of our church. But if the Bible says here, it's going to come from other places. It's going to come from other places. And the reason it so stirs me is that in the last 24 hours, right? I had a conversation last night, went out to dinner with someone, and he told me of this circumstance where someone's willing, if a church is wanting to do something, put some significant money into it. I'm going, ooh, that's good. Let me think of what we can do, right? Then this morning, I'm sitting there at church, and someone else came to me and said, look, the business that I'm in wants to put, once again, significant money. I don't want to use the actual figures because it's significant. But it's a sign to me that God's will is God's bill. And when you have vision, God will always supply. Even he has to send ravens, right, to drop money in your mouth. They'll give you food, even I'm not eating food that a raven's given me. All right? Right? See, Morayfield is seen by people outside as a poor area. But God is going to send us people from the outside who will be there with their wealth when we need it. I declare and proclaim right now that Emerge Morayfield will never be in lack. There will always be enough to do what the will of God wants for us to do here. Amen. Who agrees with me? Soul. Eyes speak of the soul. As you let your light shine, I believe that God's going to build resilient people here at Morayfield. See, what happens when you have an area that's sometimes of a lower socioeconomic area, what it does is it, it almost likes, I just can't break out of this. And there are some people who feel that life and what's happened to them and the circumstances that they live in, they haven't lived in the same circumstances that I come from. I come from a mother and father who loved me, who loved each other. I had brothers and sisters. We had a normal family. There was enough on our table where I was able to do things. I came up blessed. I came up privileged in many ways. But there are a lot of people who haven't had that. They don't know the things. You think you're better, but you're not. You're just more lucky or more privileged, right? And what we need to do is we need to sit there and see that the gospel elevates. The gospel lifts people up and it breaks the paradigm where they sense that I can't be, never get out of this. This is what my grandfather did. This is what my father did. This is what I'm going to do. This is what my kid's going to do. Now we're going to break that paradigm. God's going to have people with a healthy soul. Their mind, will, and emotions are going to be strong. And we're going to build resilient people that are going to then help other people. And we're going to break something over this community. And when I say that, that's no sense of judgment to this area. Because I don't have that. I have great hope for this area. I only have great purpose and, and positivity when I think of this area. I remember very clearly where I was in a cafe in uh, reading a paper, and I talked about Morayfield. And, and it was many years ago, many years was any thought of a Morayfield. But I remember God saying, you're going to do a church there, and you're going to make it the most livable place. It's going to be, that's, this is in my spirit. So that's why I get excited when I see this, because I believe that God is doing something. And God is going to help those who come here to have a strong mind, a strong will, strong emotions, they'll be healthy and vital, whose security, confidence and positive self-image will shine and show people that Jesus Christ is alive. 
Jesus Christ is alive. See, I come from an area that people in Adelaide would go is a bad area. On one side, there was the major prison. On the other side was the infectious diseases hospital. On the other side was uh, the Hillcrest Mental Hospital. And if you somehow couldn't make it through that, there was the main cemetery of Adelaide, Enfield Cemetery. It was completely surrounded. There's so much drug taking, so much crime, so much things. They've literally took the whole neighbourhood down. They literally have taken the whole neighbourhood down and they've now rebuilt it. So the house I grew up in, all the housing commission houses that were there, they're all gone now and they've just completely redone that whole area because of where I was at. But I know that God can do something. God can take a boy out of Northfield, South Australia and do something because the glorious gospel of God is awesome. God is awesome. The glorious gospel does that. And the heart speaks of our spiritual life. I believe that Morayfield Emerge will be led by the Spirit. That this will be a spiritual place first. See, we're going to provide all of these things. But in the end, another program, another thing, another community event, another self-help thing isn't actually going to change someone. It's an encounter with Jesus Christ. It's to live a spirit-led life. It's to make yourself a servant of the Most High God. And as someone has that revelation, that's when they change. They can change just because I said, because Pastor Joe preached a good message one day. They change when they come and have an encounter with Jesus Christ. There's a woman who lived a terrible life, has an encounter with Jesus Christ at a well. She's had five marriages. The person that she's living with now is not her husband. And she's so kind of like uh, out ostracized from her society. She has to come to the well by herself. She has one encounter with Jesus. All of a sudden, everything changes. It wasn't his doctrines. It wasn't his things. It wasn't, oh, it was, I met Jesus. And that's what's going to happen here. People are going to meet Jesus. They're not going to meet a church. They're not going to meet great people. They're not going to meet fantastic programs. They're going to meet Jesus. And when they meet Jesus, real change will come. Maybe the band could come. Isaiah 60 verse 7. The flocks of Kedar will be given to you. The rams of Neoboth will be bought for my elders. In that day I will make my temple glorious. God is going to bring the glory of God into this place. And what do I see flying like clouds to Israel, like doves to their nest? The ships of Tarsus, reserved to bring people of Israel home. This is people's homecoming. They're going to be home. It's when I became a Christian that I found my home. That's, that's, I, I, I'm now where I belong. That's what Christianity is. You know, when I wasn't a Christian, when I was like 20 years, 19 years old, God's hand was on my life. God was with me. God was protecting me. God, God was there. But I knew nothing about God. I knew I didn't like my life. I knew I didn't like what was going on. But I didn't think about God. I didn't care about God. God was just some weird American thing. Right? Sort of stuff. I didn't understand it at all. I just thought it was just crazy. Right? I didn't understand that. But God knew me. 
And there are people all over Morayfield tonight. They got no idea that this is their home. This is what God's called them to a relationship with Jesus is actually the answer. Tonight they're getting drunk. Tonight they're carrying on. Tonight they're doing all sorts of stuff. Tonight they're living in desperation or lack of hope. Tonight they're hating their lives. They don't even think of God. But God's thinking of them. And when God established Morayfield Emerge, that's who He's thinking about. Yeah, He wants to bless you. He wants to use you. He wants to do things. But to be honest, He's thinking about those people that don't even know we exist yet. Right? The only thing I know about this road is that KFC's there. Right? But one day, this is their home. I look at my life and what's happened over 40 years because I gave my life to Christ at 20 years old. I just, it's, I came home. And that's what God is going to do here. Many people are going to find, this is where I fit. I've never felt like I fitted. I never felt I, I quite fitted in. And all of a sudden, I'm in the church. All of a sudden, I'm in God's house. All of a sudden, I'm in relationship and I fit. This is where I'm meant to be. This is where I can become who I'm called to be. That's who God is wanting to touch through Morayfield Emerge. A great future stands before you. You know, God has been faithful to us so far. But that's only to get us established. It's only to get us to this point. That's what, that's what He's done. This has all been to just get us to this point. What God wants to do at Emerge Morayfield is, is still to come. It's still to happen. It's still before us. It hasn't happened yet. Good things have happened. Godly things have happened. We give praise to God for what has happened. But it's only happened so we can get to this point. So now we can go on. Now we can be who we're called to be. Now we can be the church in this location. What it has for Morayfield is yet to be written. Salvation, blessing, fruitfulness, provision, glory, honour and splendour. And splendour. When the last chapter of this church has been written, the mark of this church will be the splendour of God. Not the splendour of the building, not the splendour of the people, but the splendour of God. People are going to go, I met God there. You know, I've been in great churches. I've been under fantastic leadership over my life. But in the end, it's Jesus that still floats my boat. It's God who still does something in my heart. As I worship and the Spirit of God just touches my heart. That's what it's about. I'm glad I'm a pastor I'm glad I get to do things for His kingdom. I'm glad of all of that. But I'm home. And God is splendid. I see the splendor of God. And that's what's going to happen. So when I see the splendor of God, you could offend me. You could do something that I didn't like. I could do something I didn't wrong. But God's with me. I'm going to stay. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to be resilient. I'm going to overcome. I'm going to walk on through. I'm going to keep on going. This is our time to arise. There are many rewards ahead for Morayfield. Let your shine, light shine and God will do something powerful. But we recently heard a great message from Ken Lee. It's not about shining the lamp. 
It's not about making all the outside glossy and nice. It's actually about the oil. It's about having that sense of God, of having that sense of who God is. Make your pursuit God and everything else will happen after that. Everything in your house will happen from that. If you see God first, rather than all the things of God, then trust me, all the things of God will come to you. So we will be a spiritual place. We will exalt the seeking of God. We will exalt the name of Jesus. We will be people of prayer and of a spiritual uh, uh, disciplines because that's what saves people. But when you let your light shine, then all of a sudden, see, when you don't know, if we turn all the lights off here and then just said, all right, get out quickly, right? This is going to be chaos, right? It would just be chaos. So I said, all right, I've got to leave now. I've got to leave in one minute. Let's go. And I turned all the lights off, right? All we're going to do is cause chaos. But what happens is that if I were to do that, I'd say, put every light on there is. Let's move out orderly. Let's do something. See, light helps people in darkness. The people of this world are in darkness and we are going to be the light. Rise and let your light shine.